It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and you are listening to the sweetest sounds, the sultry tones, the boisterous boys, the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas. Yo! Welcome in to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is episode 53 we are the podcast for fans, by fans, fans like us, Stephen and Steve and me, Sean Lamont. We are fans. Good week. Not bad. All the core teams won. Eagles, Vikings, Packers, all winners this week. Good week. The Browns didn't win, did they? It was a nail biter, like right down to the right down to the wire. We're gonna talk about them in just a second because I got a Browns fucking bone to pick with those twat monkeys if you're in a car right now buckle up it's about to get spicy spicy clams (laughs) lovely voices you are hearing are my co-host my brother from the same mother mr steven lamont same exact mother steven jpp on the twitter bed also my buddy from another muddy if you're a long time listener I hope you're giggling at that like I do every time. Steve Knox. At the Knox says on the Twitter bird. As I say, uh, <clears throat> been listening to some of the recent uh, pods we've been doing. It's whenever you say super sticky, it's like getting closer and closer to being stupid sticky. Like, I swear to God, <laughs> every single stinky. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's morphing slowly. Stupid, stinky Steve Knox. Yeah, like, <laughs> eventually, I'm going to have a new nickname. Super based stupid on that. Steve. Yeah, it's gonna be a Freudian slip, and that's it's gonna stick. I can I can feel it. Yeah, baby. All right, week five recap before we get into the games. Steven, do you have a weekly AP drama update? Yeah, um, I don't know why this had to turn into my segment. <laughs> Fucking tired of it. But so Steve <laughs> sent us this screenshot, and uh, so it's AP, and he said, AP? "Wouldn't you know it." Or AB, not AP. Sorry, Adrian Peterson, I didn't mean to bring you into this, but imagine that <laughs> he went on Instagram Live because that is he is to Instagram Live as Donald Trump is to Twitter. I swear to Christ. He says, if you guys follow the Patriots, tell them to call me. They still gotta pay me, so might as well let me earn it. So, on a scale of one to no, what are the odds <laughs> that Robert Kraft takes a step back from his handy and goes, let's give him another call? There's no, 0% no. chance, right? Never. Yeah. Okay. Like He's done. Despite their injuries and issues college. going on with their receiving core, yeah. Belichick had enough. Uh, you you only need to ask him one question about the guy. Like, that's it. He's gonna He would cut him again. They'd be like, oh, how do you think AB played this week? And he'd be like, walk out of the press conference. And then you'd see the, the news break a half an hour later. But apparently college isn't going well. That's all I could read out of this. <laughs> you should be studying, motherfucker. Put the Instagram down. Adrian Peterson is listening to this podcast going, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> we officially apologize. Jesus. Uh, anybody got any other cool stories? Not yet. Well, um, Somebody filed charges in Dallas. For apparently there was a murder. I don't know. We'll get into that later, though. Uh-oh. Oh, shots fired. Pun intended. 
All right, let's get this out of the way then because I'm going to start. And we're going to start with the Jets versus the Eagles at the Eagles. Coming to Uncle the lane. Sean's Packer Eagles. <laughs> Uncle's Packer Eagles. This was a blowout, first of all. But it was a weird blowout in the way that this game was like boring to watch almost. I don't usually have Eagles games where I'm like, oh, this was boring. Because I rewatch all the games, win or loss from like the last few seasons. I'm always looking for things. You like you look at the scoreboard and see 31 to 6 and you're like, holy shit, they swamped them. But they only had 14, two touchdowns on offense and a field goal. So 17 on offense. And they had a pick for a touchdown. They had a... Ridiculous strip sack fumble return where Skandrick came off the edge on a corner blitz, just like ripped the ball out of the quarterback's hand and ran away with it. <laughs> I'm mine. I'm taking this. The first thing I thought of when I saw that like uh, game break or when it scrolled across the bottom, the first thing I thought of was when you said um, they picked up Orlando Skandrick who can't get the job done. And I was like, Nice job. Two forced fumbles. All right. All right. Yeah. He trashed <laughs> Nathan Gary and Orlando Skandrick. Both of them had a defensive touchdown. <laughs> so, segment. look Crash for the segment where Sean just rips the Eagles apart and they win by 100. Yep. All right. New strategy for preview. <laughs> no. Carson Wentz sucks. <laughs> Like, I mean, really sucks. He could never throw for 400 yards and eight touchdowns in a game. That'd be impossible. I did. The defense shined in this game for me. That's the most impressive thing was, even though it was the Jets, the defense definitely showed up. That offensive line for the Jets is so incredibly bad. Eagles... Uh, set a record. It was the first team with 10 sacks, two fumbles, and two picks, I think it was, in a game. It would have been a good week to have them in fantasy. I think they had like 37 points. Yes, they did. Who had them? This guy. All right. Sean Lamont, that's my name. Offense kind of struggled in this one, though. It was kind of weird, like, they were kind of out of sync, and I mean, they would have a, they had a couple of drives. They started off really quick. Jordan Howard was running all over the field, which was, an, I like to see. Uh, he's kind of, you know, asserting himself as the, the full, full time starter, whatever you want to call him, majority carry back. Doug Peterson pretty much said those exact words in his press conference yesterday, so. Look for him to get more more carries, I'd say, heavier workload. He'll probably be out on the field to start the game more, which I don't know if that really matters when you rotate back so much like these guys do, but it definitely sounds like they're going to go more Howard and less Sanders, which, you know, Sanders is young, and he's kind of struggling at times, so it could be good for him. Yeah, I like I like them using Howard more. I think it makes sense. I don't know if maybe he just needed to get up to speed with this offense, but uh, I mean, it, yeah. he's looked pretty good these last few weeks. And in this Jets game, um, Darren Sproles hurt his quad, not before he moved into fifth place all time for yards gained, but 
who's counting. Crazy, crazy. He he went into fifth place by one yard and hurt his quad. So he's week to week. So I, he's probably out for a little while. Soft tissue injuries, scary. I think the uh, real surprising thing for me was, and I'm not saying that the Jets defense really isn't as bad as uh, some other defense. No, their offense is just abysmal (laughs) with Luke. What the Falks going on out there? Uh, (laughs) They really fails. Yeah, (laughs) Falcon fails. Like you you can't you can't script this stuff. Um, But yeah, I mean they need Darnold to get back. they need he's to back find a week. way to establish Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's he's back, but he's not playing because he's yeah, still recovering. That so. whole Darnold thing, first of all, in this game, it looked like the Jets never tried. Like, there was no effort given. They're cu- that was coming off a bye, for Christ's sakes. But the thing that really gets me is Adam Gase sucks. And he fucked this up really <laughs> bad because he had Darnold taking all the first team reps all week knowing that he had to get tested on Saturday to see if he could even play. So you wasted a whole week of practice and game planned for Darnold when you knew there was a chance he wouldn't be able to play. Now now hear me out. This guy's just coming back from a couple weeks off. You know, mononucleosis. He was busy kissing his sister or whatever. Um, Hate when that happens. You give the guy all the first team reps, trying to get him back into the flow, knowing, okay, he's got to take this test. Now, regardless of what this test says, do I want to put him on the field against an Eagles defense that just sacked my backup quarterback 10 times? I think if he was healthy or he wasn't, I don't think he was going to play. Because the pressure that the Eagles are able to, uh, to bring on the defensive front uh, and as bad as this offensive line is for the Jets, you don't want to put him in harm's way like that. Like, first game back and he's just going to get killed? No, forget about it. Literally would have gotten killed because his spleen is still enlarged. Speaking of quarterbacks, though, and I was just saying that, uh, you know, the Jets' defense, they, they're really not that bad, but uh, I, I don't think they've lived up to their potential he had it all this season. But Carson going 17 for 29 was, like, really curious. Like, they they seem to be calling plays that um, he was having to try and fit balls into places that your ball shouldn't go, if you know what I mean. But uh, he, like, there's, I literally heard this on the way home on a podcast, that he has the most tight window throws. Because that's something that's tracked now in the league through five weeks, the most tight window throws. And I think a lot of it has to do with with Deshaun out and nobody on the team that has that deep, threatening speed that they're throwing so much underneath that the defense is, you know, sitting closer to the line, you know, moving up, not scared of the field being stretched. And it's just making, you know, Carson have to make a lot of tight window throws because the guys aren't, they're not a lot of speedy guys, so... You're winning with size with Ertz, Goddard, Jeffrey. Fair enough, but yeah, just like I would think against a subpar team like the Jets that, you know, uh, the coaching staff is able to 
drum up some uh, some sort of plays that are just you know bing bang boom all the way down the field and uh, just get them going. But I don't know. It's kind of surprising. Al- I was also like because you know they the offense seemed like they were sputtering at times, and it was like what the you know what are we even watching? But I also wondered if the team de- didn't want to show too much, knowing they have, I mean, the next three games are on the road at the Vikings, at the Cowboys, and at the Bills before coming home to face the Bears and the Patriots. So they have this stretch coming up. And I'm wondering if they knew it was the Jets, they knew they could get away with, you know, just a basic type game plan. And I'm wondering if they just didn't want to put too much on tape. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, I, I could totally see them, you know, getting... <laughs> you get, you know, to the end of the third quarter and they're up 24 to nothing. It's like, you can kind of put it into cruise control at that point. Um, Funny, too. Well, they would have until they muffed that punt. Yeah, and then, you know, they they get that... uh. That touchdown from Vincent Smith, which is the most cringeworthy spelling of the name Vincent that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they get that touchdown. And I love how Adam Gase was like, you know what we should do? We should go for two. <laughs> we still have a Smith, chance. Notorious eagle killer. Oh my God. He my was God. the, he played for the Texans last year and scored on some stupid ass type play just like he did. Right. For the Jets this week. I think it was like week 15 last year when they played the Texans with Nikolai Foles. Yeah. It's oh, man. Good Eagles on, uh, fans on Twitter are mad that we traded Nick Foles. <laughs> traded a free agent. Right. Who chose to sign with another team. I mean, I'm sure Adam Gase saw that Vincent Smith uh, play on film. And good on him. It only took him like... 46 minutes to call that play. <laughs> Dude, they job. scored with eight seconds, didn't they? No, he or scored no, they like sc- they sc- 28 four- seconds into the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, 14-40. Yeah. yeah, and it's that was going to be my point is it's so frustrating. Like, you guys were so close to a shutout. You were so yeah, close. Yeah, the defense had to have been pissed. Because that's a oh. long game. And then to give it up just at the beginning of the fourth and then shut them out for the the remainder of the game as well. You're just like, like a win's a win, but that would have been, that would have been hot going back into, uh, or going into week six. Dude, just to finish up on Adam Gase and just how bad he is. Yeah. The Jets game started three plays, punt. Six plays, pick six. Three plays, punt. Six plays, missed field goal. Okay. Out of all those plays, it took until the second play of the next drive before anyone not named Le'Veon Bell touched the ball. (laughs) It was the second play of the second quarter before anyone not named Le'Veon Bell touched the ball. You have Robbie Anderson. You have Jamison Crowder. These guys aren't getting the ball. I mean, your quarterback got sacked 10 times. What's he supposed to do? Yeah, I know, but like six of those sacks came in the second half. I mean, I mean the, he was under pressure a lot, but 
quick screens. You know, you got to get the ball and you know move the pocket, roll out something. Yeah, uh, I mean, clearly his abilities and uh, what they feel comfortable calling for plays with Falk in the game, uh, very limited <laughs> because they weren't exactly an, uh, an exotic offense uh, this week. So, I mean, they're not good. This is two. They're there's still two teams in the AFC East that haven't won a game yet. Two, two. <laughs> So the Eagles won thirty one six. Close book. Hey, uh, another one of those New York teams that plays in New Jersey. I harp on this a lot because just change the fucking name, right? Does that make sense? The New Jersey Jets. It sounds so good. And it was like it's it like just the New rolls Jer- off the tongue. It's like the New Jersey Nets. You know what I'm I'm saying? And then the NBA fucked up and moved them to Brooklyn. Equally bad. <laughs> just like what? Well, yeah. Oh my god. But uh, so the the Vikings went into uh, the Meadowlands. Is that where they still play? The MetLife Stadium. The frozen MetLife. Yeah, it's same fucking place. Whatever. The dump off of ninety five. <laughs> the uh, toilet bowl there in New Jersey. Um, the Vikings go in there, and uh, like I expected, they the Vikings did win. They won pretty handedly. I expected them to score. A little bit more points than they did. Especially when Kirk Cousins comes out in the first half and has 278 Aww. passing yards and two touchdowns. Um, Wait, is it Kirk or Kirk? Kirk. Okay, I, I always say Kirk, Kirk. Coupons. I always say Kirk, too. Kirk. K-I-R-K. Kirk Cousins. Let's just call him Kurt Coupons. I don't know who Kirk Cousins are, but... I bet one of them's Dale. It's always Dale. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah. So they come out, you know, full passing attack, just like I expected. They're going to go against this this team that, while they were 2-2, they're 500 coming into this week. Um, You know, you way out talent this team. So uh, they assert their dominance early on, get that passing attack going. Uh, They kind of just... Like fell into a like a hole defensively in the second half though, like I was, uh, I was looking at the like the box scores, and I realized that up until um like nine minutes ago in the fourth quarter, the Vikings had had the ball for three minutes and forty eight seconds in the second half. You gave up a fifteen play. Seven and a half minute drive, an eleven play, almost five minute drive. You know, you, you did have a touchdown that you scored in just under three minutes, but up until that point, you know, you punted away on a three and out, and then the Giants go with a ten yard play where just littered with penalties, uh, took five minutes off the the clock. You know, and then they failed on fourth down. Uh, so we got him off the field, but then, you know, you get to that point. There's nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, and you've had the ball for three minutes in the second half. Like, this is the type of shit that happened at the beginning of the game against the Bears. Like, an inexplicable uh, for this defense to struggle against a rookie quarterback. So I was a little disappointed there. Certainly disappointed in uh, Xavier Rhodes this week. Um, he got beat on a touchdown to... Darius Slayton. 
Who? Like Zimmer let him know, too. Like Darius Slayton is a speedy mofo. He's a rookie. Yeah, they uh I just didn't didn't like what I saw from him. Uh you know, and he's gonna be thirty next year, like still a couple of years left on his contract. Felicia? I mean, I'm not saying just yet. There's still, you know, plenty of time this season for him to turn it around, but the last couple of weeks I just haven't liked what I have seen from him. And he's supposed to be that number one guy. Um you just especially for a defensive minded quarterback who loves defensive backs, um, this is a bad look for him. I thought Mike Hughes played really well, uh, defensively. He flashed for me too. Yeah. Uh he had that one break up there in the uh in the end zone where the Giants tried to challenge for defensive pass interference. It was upheld, which brings me to the point that if you are a coach in the NFL and you're listening to this podcast, hashtag no one, <laughs> do Belichick. not challenge pass interference. You're not going to win. It's a I waste. I haven't seen anybody overturn anything yet. It, I mean, it, it's become, you know, just, just a, it's a, it's a coin flip, like, Either the ref thinks it's pass interference and he's going to throw a flag, they're not going to change that, or no call, and they're not going to change that. So don't waste your time. Don't waste your timeouts. It's not, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not in your best interest. Um, you know, the the defense did have four sacks on Danny Dimes. Oh, that's not a has great that, one. Has, has that caught that's on yet? <laughs> has that it's caught on great. yet? Yeah. Eight hits on him, uh, four sacks. I gotta be honest, Daniel Jones didn't look terrible in this game. He just looked like for me, man meat with his melon yeah, For me, uh I expected him to struggle a lot more uh against this defense than he did. Honestly, the Pat Shermer had a couple of uh you know, good solid drives just to get him comfortable and exploit what Minnesota does on defense. And, you know, they had these long drives, but the Vikings felt like they were playing like a bend and don't break defense against these guys, which bad look for me. Because again, I think you know you just go out there, you show them who's boss, and you know you get off the field and uh, bring that W into next week. Um, what else? What else more can I say? Uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins ends up twenty-two for twenty-seven, three hundred six, two touchdowns. Like I said, so he has like 30 yards passing in the second half. Whatever, you got a lead. You can run the ball with Dalvin Cook, who ran for 132. Also had like 86 yards receiving. Um, guy's a monster. Dude, he's unbelievable. They really, they and they used it. Like, for me, the biggest thing on offense was they started, once Cook started getting going, they used that to then run play-action plays which Kirk Cousins has been really good at doing throughout his career. Like, one of the best things he does, you know, throwing out a play action. And then they implement that in the offense. All of a sudden, the passing game gets going. Somebody's fucking light bulb went off this week, and uh, it was nice to see. Also had uh, some guy named Adam Thielen caught, like, seven balls for 130 yards, a couple touchdowns. Never heard of him. Don't know him. Must be an undrafted free agent. <laughs> Alexander Mattis, Madison, he averaged 7.4 per carry. All the Holy uh, fuck. Yeah, all the uh, running backs. 
It was Cook had like over six. Madison was over seven. I think Abdullah had like three carries. He was eight per carry. Like <laughs> they were gashing him up pretty damn good. That offensive line did look really gashing good. Gashing him up, baby. <laughs> I liked the uh, I liked the play from uh, Brian O'Neill, who's been a huge surprise for me on the offensive line this year. Um, even Josh Klein, he looked like uh, the Patriots Josh Klein, not the Tennessee Titan Josh Klein. So it's nice to see the other one. <laughs> yeah, um, I will talk about uh, Jabril Peppers. Kind of looks like he could be a Vikings killer down the road. He can play. That guy that is all fumble. over the field. He came out of nowhere. Like Dalvin Cook's pretty fast, and I know he was slowing down trying to make a move on a guy, but mm-hmm. he just zipped down the field, punched that ball out like he was up cut up. Uh, <laughs> Uppercutting Mike Tyson, <laughs> you know. And boom goes the dynamite. Unfortunately for the Giants, they recovered the ball on the one-yard line, and well, they gave up a safthy on the ensuing play. Nice, nice job, Anthony Barr. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for me, like. I would like your lunch money. You pretty much, uh, you know, other than that Slayton touchdown, you took care of business in this game. And last thing, I will have, uh, you know, game ball. Let's go on to Mr. Dan Bailey. Boy has been struggling the last couple years, maybe even early on in this season. This week, he was the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. That's right. Four for four on field goals. He hit a 48-yarder. He hit a 45-yarder. He might he might could uh, be dialed in, if you know what I'm saying. Mike, Mike could. could be dialed in. Yeah. He's doing better now because he used yeah. to didn't bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once upon a didn't. He's got to find the middle. Find the middle, baby. Find the middle. Speaking of find the middle. It just takes some time. We're going to have Jimmy Eat World on the podcast next week. <laughs> or week I was six. hoping it was fucking Zed and uh, what the hell is that chick's name? Marin Morris. Take a seat. Marin Morris. Yeah, that's what I said. Booby trap. I didn't hear you say it. You said, what's her face? That's what I heard. (laughs) What's her nuts? Yeah, point being, you know, Vikings were all over this game like a hobo on a ham sandwich. Speaking of ham sandwiches, how'd the Packers do this week, Stephen? Jesus, I tried to spin that to him before, and he didn't. (laughs) You went off on Jimmy World. (laughs) You know what I heard? Uh, the star on the side of the Cowboys helmets. I I read on Twitter that that's not a logo. It's it's a rating, and I almost pissed myself because <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys played like a one star team. Aaron Jones had four touchdowns. You fucking write that yourself. <laughs> four. Oh well, yeah, of course I did. I don't I don't read other people's material. Oh, one star. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Carson Wentz has never played a full season because he's made of glass. <laughs> yeah, and he's the only thing keeping your fantasy team Aaron afloat. Joe. No, actually, it was Amari Pooper this week. If we want to talk about Amari Pooper, he had, uh, what was that, 226 yards? Yeah, well, and half of it came in garbage time. Later segment. Good job. <laughs> I just heard a squeaker right now. Somebody better check their locks. Anyway. Green Bay woke up, and they played offensively, defensively. 
Uh, Dallas Cowboys fans were a little upset that Zadarius Smith was mean mugging Dak and got in his face. That was so awesome. I, I love that the that, camera got close up on it. Yeah, I thought that was great. And um, I don't remember if I sent this to you guys, but the Dallas Cowboys subreddit was blaming Aaron Rodgers for that. He said, see, Aaron Rodgers is such a fucking bitch diva. They bring in guys, and now you got people like Zadarius Smith um, running their mouth. That fucking pissed me off. And I'm like, well, don't play like shit, and he won't have a reason to run his mouth. Like... He got injured four times in that game, and he still sacked the quarterback a bunch. Like, play better and we won't talk shit. What do you want me to say? Like, offense, defense. Dak, Dak looked bad other than, uh, well, he had 426, but he had three interceptions. That's just sloppy. He's, he's two, two and six, I think, against Green Bay now. Sean. Bad. Cowboys play bad. Dak Zeke played, only, Zeke like only I had expected Dak yards. to play, though. What, the three touchdown part? I mean, three interception part? Well, he should have had five. He should have, yes. Unreal. If they weren't down 17 points at the half, maybe they could have got Zeke involved in the offense a little bit more because he's carrying for over twelve or for over five yards a, a carry. But he only Definitely, touched it 12 times. Yeah, well, I'm well, that's because the freaking they're down seventeen. Like they have to try to throw the ball, which leads to Prescott getting pressured and making dumb plays. And you know, the the amount of success that teams have had running the ball against the Packers this year that should have been their focus. You know, out of the gate, and they neglected to do it. They just trying their old, you know, here we go. We're gonna run Amari this way, and then run a guy underneath him, and Randall Cobb's going to run the slant, and then Jason Witten's going to run a three-yard three, three yard button hook, and we're going to hit Jason Witten. Like, <laughs> that, that was seemingly their Grayson game plan. Witten? What? Grayson? Jason. Oh, I thought you said Grayson Witten. No. Front of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Jason Witten, did you notice that he shaved his melon to the skin? I didn't like notice. such a weirdo. <laughs> I thought they put the wrong name on somebody, and I was like, Wait, no, that's his number. What? Why does he look like Mr. Clean? <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know. George Foreman cut. Yeah. No, but in this game, I was impressed with the uh, Packers offensive coaching staff because it definitely looks like they self-scouted a bit over the first four games and took what they were doing that wasn't working and just got rid of it. Looked like they opened up their playbook a little more. Um. I think it was on Locked On Packers. Peter Bukowski said something to the effect of they started doing like jet motion and, you know, different motions, trying to switch things up and, you know, really open up the offense by disguising what they want to (laughs) do. But he said something like, but if you're going to do jet motion, Geronimo Allison is probably not the guy to do it. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Giants did that too. Like probably the most end arounds I've ever seen in a game. Ingram. And they average like 1.2 yards on him because you're running, you know, freaking Hobo Johnson out there. <laughs> Hobo Johnson, my favorite player. Not only did um, Jones Hobo. tear it up Hobo. on the ground, he, he was the leading receiver. He had seven receptions on eight targets. So he even when he all. wasn't handing it off to him. Yeah, exactly. Aaron was like, hey, I'm still, can you not go out on this play? I'm still going to throw it to you. 
it was our first game against Randall Cobb, and I did not like seeing him in a different jersey. That wasn't great. No, that was weird. No, didn't like that. But you know what is cool seeing? Is every time the camera gets close on Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers talking, I wish we could just keep a camera on them at all times. I know. At one point, it was like after a play and the defense was coming off the field, Rodgers is standing there on the sideline, and LaFleur walks in front of him. He's yelling and yelling, and Rodgers like pats him on the back, and he looks at Rodgers. He's like, I know. I'm sorry. I'm just pissed. Did you see that guy? Oh, I thought you were saying there was a different one, too, where he's walking by Rodgers. It's the fourth quarter. They're trailing by 10, and they're driving down the field, and Rodgers stops him, and he looks, and he goes, hey, we're good. And then the defense stopped him, and it was awesome. I thought that's the one you were talking about. I don't know if I know no, about the other one. There was there was like four or five times they put the camera on him and just. Did you see the Jerry Jones bit? No. After the third interception, they you know after they show the replay a couple times, they show Jerry Jones and he's got two fists right and they're clenched real hard and he's shaking them and he's like, "Come on, Dak!" And it was so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, he's so pissed." He's got to be real so, impressed with his kicker, too. It looked like he was kicking for the Vikings. Brett Maher, <laughs> one for three. I hope he continues that way. Yeah. Man, how great. Okay, so this upcoming week, week six, Cowboys play the Jets. How great would it be if Darnold just went in there and lit him up? <laughs> six touchdowns, 185 yards on the ground. I think you'd get those uh, fire everyone t-shirts back out there for the Cowboys <laughs> if they go out and lose to the Jets. So dope. Yeah, that like good game though. It was exciting. It yeah, was. It was. Like, it was awesome. Packers had control the whole whole way, but there was so many exciting elements. Even when it was like there was a point at the end where I'm like, are they really gonna let these fucking guys get back in this? The end of that game sequence couldn't have played out any better in my mind. Where they go for the field goal, he makes it. False start. Know, down the touchdown. False start. Yeah. yeah. They back him up, and then he fucking missed it. Wide right, and I was like, oh, what an asshole. Like, I was, we were trying to get Luna down, and, like, I was still try- being way too loud. He threw to nine, di- he had receptions to nine different receivers. One of them, the Whitewater Wizard himself. Oh, I knew you. The second One reception, that, almost nine yards, he's getting the game ball. I'm just Troy kidding. I, Aaron Jones, for sure. Troy Aikman actually referenced him going to Whitewater. Really? Yeah. In the broadcast, he yeah. He said something about it. And I was yeah. just like, Why oh my God, don't just Old stop booger. saying it. <laughs> Nobody cares. Oh, before we move on, that wasn't Booger, was it? It was, it was Troy Aikman Collinsworth. and Joe Buck. Oh, no. Yeah, we got those schmuckabuckles. Um, that guy on Monday Night Football, Joe Tessator, he's sure. pretty cool. I like him. I like him more when he's uh, commentating boxing. I'll see him this week because Green Bay's got the Monday night game. All right. It's all time. Studs and duds, studs and duds. It's all time for studs and duds. All right. Week five, studs and duds. Stephen. James Lament the first. First and only that I know of. Hey, 
my first one obviously was Aaron Jones, 107 on the ground, four touchdowns, 100 or 75 receiving. Finally showed up. It only took five weeks, but this is what we were waiting for. Yeah, since week one of last year. Mike McCarthy, give Aaron Jones the ball more. Yeah, and he didn't. And what <laughs> happened? I had him fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're on See the what list, happens Steve. when you listen? Fine. See what happens when you listen to the pod? You yeah. learn. Creating careers out you here. get results. Speaking of results, my first stud, Mr. Deshaun Watson. Uh... 28 of 33, 426 yards and five touchdowns. That's right. He threw as many touchdowns as he had incompletions in this game. That got him a perfect quarterback rating, 158.3. Thank God he, he had Wolf. Had... Thank God he had Will Fuller out there. Because uh, Jesus, he caught half of Watson's completions. 14 receptions, 217. 17. And three touchdowns. So three of those five, like... Who's Got balled out. Like? Or you want to shut down DeAndre Hopkins? Well, probably should have been paying attention to that Fuller guy, too. Fuller V. You know what I'm saying? Let me just point out that Steve was so impressed with Deshaun Watson. Looking back in our text, he literally called Deshaun Watson as his stud at 4.30 p.m. on Sunday. Like, he locked <laughs> yeah. it down right away. He's Watson is my stud. You can't have him. 4.30 yeah. p.m. I pulled the seniority move. <laughs> Didn't waste any. One of the time. few times. One of the few times <laughs> I get to do that. I have seniority. You're the new guy here. <laughs> I'm older than both of you guys. Yeah, not by much. Yeah, but Sean's older than Dit. Dit. So, so what's the older than dirt guy stud? All right, my first stud is Christian McCaffrey, freak of nature. Two hundred thirty-seven yards from scrimmage, three touchdowns. One front that flip. Was 176 yards rushing, six receptions for 61 yards. Guy's a freak of nature. Somebody tweeted out, like, Christian McCaffrey has more rushing yards than Zeke and Todd Gurley combined. And Todd Gurley tweeted at him, was like, hey, keep me out of this. That guy's a beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it single-handedly beat the uh, Jacksonville Gardner Minshews. I can never say his fucking name. Just whenever I hear somebody say his name, I just want to be like, Gazintite. Gazintite. Gardner Minshew, yeah. You're welcome. I don't know. What do you want me to say? I didn't sneeze. Yeah. Uh, My first stud was C-Mac, because he's ridiculous. Yeah, hell of a, hell of a fucking game. I'll go next. Um, I had Frank Wright and the Indianapolis Colts down. Uh. They just had a hell of a game plan to slow down uh, Patrick Mahomes. This Kansas points. City. Yeah, 13 points. That right there, so that, that game where they hold them to 13 points, it snaps uh, Kansas City's NFL record. They had 25 straight games scoring 25-plus points. NFL That's record. Insane. Also, the fewest points scored in a regular season game where Patrick Mahomes is a starting quarterback did a hell of a job. Um, you know, again, run the ball, keep your offense on the field and keep their offense on the sideline. You know, use the passing game as an extension of the running game. It's again, just you keep the clock moving, eat up the clock. You know, that was the uh, <laughs> the name of the game there. And when you 
out time on, you know, uh, time of possession, the Chiefs by 15 minutes. That's that's good news for you. <laughs> and they just did a hell of a job. You know, obviously Kansas City still had those explosive plays, but I mean, if they can do this against the Chiefs, then I mean, they stand a pretty good chance, I'd say, moving forward in that division. You just basically beat, like, you know, one of the top two teams in the AFC. Sean, go. My last pandering to my wife's stud of the week. Say, this one's from Andy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. How about that, Teddy B? Pedals. Mr. Mr. Can't play football anymore, won't ever play again. Teddy B rocked it up for 314 yards and four TDs. And one pick. And a pick. But the Saints won a game that most people thought they wouldn't. Hey, they're four and one. They're three and zero under Bridgewater now, or four three and one. Yeah, three and zero under Bridgewater. Yeah, they they haven't lost since Breeze went out. Yeah, I don't I mean, follow lost the, the Saints fan out, base. Is there any like murmurs of Breeze is done now? Let's keep Teddy, because you know how fan no. base Twitter gets. I'm no, sure there are no. some idiots. We need more lemon like pledge. The idiots no, who think I that stay. the <laughs> no, traded Foles. Yeah, but that like, Foles-Wentz thing is always going to be a divide in Philly forever. Other than if, if Breeze's injury was like a, he has to have surgery, we're not going to have him back till next year. Maybe there are murmurs of, well, he's getting old. Maybe it's time for us to, you know, move on. But he needs to hurry up and get back on the field because uh, Tom Brady's climbing up the old uh, passing yard yeah, leaderboard there. And if he doesn't get back out there, he runs runs the risk of uh, they're going to have a shootout to the end of their careers. They're both playing at like 55 years old in wheelchairs. I'm going to beat you, Drew Brees. You know what's crazy about Drew Brees? And I texted this to, to Mandy. He He owns five of the top ten spots on most passing yards in a season. He's got five of the top ten of all time. He's just consistent. We got to think until like, you know, 10, 12 years ago, they didn't throw the ball as much as they do, you know, nowadays. It was very rare to see a guy throw for over 4,000 yards. And now I feel now like it's it, normal. Every year, multiple people? Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. A ton of it did last year. It's like looking at, a, I've heard, you know, listening to sports talk radio in the area. You know, everybody's, oh, well, the Patriots have the best defense in the league, even though they haven't played a real NFL team yet this year. But, you know, they're comparing him to uh, the quarterback because everybody's doing this whole, well, they haven't played anybody. And then they went back and looked at, who do people consider the best defense of all time? You guys have any guess? Yeah, exactly. So they went back and they looked at some of the quarterbacks that the Bears played against. It's not pretty. No. Outside of Joe Montana and Dan Marino, there's a bunch of guys you never heard of before. <laughs> maybe maybe Tommy <laughs> Eason just because Wankler. he was the you know the Patriots quarterback who they played in the Super Bowl that year. But um, yeah, it's not not a not a very pretty list. So I mean, you do what you can, Morton I guess. But McPherson. yeah, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, moving on from that, my second. My second stud was also from the same game. I went with Amari Cooper. Like I said, 226 yards and a touchdown. Oh, and garbage time. 42 <laughs> points to 
hand Sean's mother-in-law her third straight fantasy loss. Yep. Yeah, a sick All Madden spin move down there at the goal line, too. Points. No, that wasn't mm. sick. That was hurtful. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, learn how to tackle, Will like, Redmond. Oh, there he goes. Autumn thought it was funny when she, he spun and that guy went flying. I'm like, that's not funny. <laughs> Go to bed. That's not, not funny. funny. Not funny. Not funny. Blood. <laughs> not funny. Now, between, I have between Cooper mention. and Gallup, though, it was surprising that that secondary load up as much passing yards as they did. Well, they were playing to not lose at the end. That's why. All those uh, points came we in We were trying time. so hard not mm. to give them any credit. They scored one fourth quarter touchdown. Yeah. They suck. They can't beat good teams. All right, getting to the duds. The duds. I'll go first with the Bears. You went out and show up to the London game. You went to London, you know, and you turned into the silly nannies. Good reference. Literally, you lost to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, you, I mean, I don't know. I can't explain it any more than you allowed John Gruden to dance after your game against them. Never, never, ever a uh, a good thing. You went down, what, they were down 17 to nothing early on in that game? At halftime. Oh, my God. Terrible. <laughs> Just absolutely terrible. Kind of mount a comeback. You take the lead in the third quarter, and then you blew it. Uh, inexplicable, first and foremost. Your leading rusher, 11 carries, 25 yards. What? It's, I know. I know it's you know Chase Daniel in there. <laughs> it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be pretty. But the way that they performed against the Vikings, and then they come out and just maybe a jet lag. I don't know. But yeah, there's still diarrhea all over Wembley Stadium from the uh, Chicago Bears. So and my first dud. My first dud. <laughs> I pulled the shot. Ah, there. you did it this week, motherfucker. I only have one dud because it's a lot of them. And it's the Cleveland Browns. And I would like to throw in a big thanks for nothing, Cleveland. Cleveland would have won that game by any amount of points. I would have won my pick this week and made a lot of money. It's like it Cleveland would have won that game if uh, San Francisco scored football. like 29 less points. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for nothing, San Fran. I, was, I mean, how many was, times did the fucking Browns get into scoring range and just fuck it up? It was an ugly game. Really bad. The best part of the game was seeing Freddie Kitchens on the camera say, get that guy off the fucking field now, when Callaway uh-huh. bobbled that ball and it got picked. Yep. <laughs> no, ugly they, from like, start to finish. First and foremost for Cleveland, um, they need to figure something out. As far as, you know, pass blocking goes. When they're blocking for the run, they look great. But the moment Baker drops back, like he's running for his life. They either need to get the ball out of his hands in a hurry or figure out some sort of scheme to give him a little bit of time because he looked lost. So this is our podcast, so we make the rules. So I, both my duds this week are... Not players. The first one, Dan Snyder. He sucks, right? Everyone agrees. He's he's dumb. He th- he always thinks the coach is the problem. Jay Gruden got fired. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. 
that's that's not my job to decide that. But I watched a Scott Van Pelt segment on um, I think it was part of his podcast. But he just went through like the last decade or two of of um, basically all their coaches and yeah, how none had, like, of them have coaches been, in ten yeah. years. And the yeah. only one that was five hundred was I think they said it was I think he said Joe Gibbs maybe, and he only that's got one true. season. And he yes. won the last five games of the season to get to 500. And then Dan Snyder has the audacity in a press conference to say, uh, the culture on this team is actually great. Really? Because it doesn't sound like a lot of people want to play there. Didn't we read a story on this podcast about players that wanted to be traded because that field is fucking garbage and they don't want to play on it? And their yep. medical staff is garbage and their how, general manager is garbage. How does, I how guarantee does he say you, that? That the That the... That the morale or whatever, the the environment, the culture is great. Dude, they, they're clueless. They really don't have, like, a grasp on reality. It's it's so bad in that locker room in general. It's, like, Jake Gruden was called in at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, fuck fired. you. Yeah, like, he knew he was getting fired, camera. first of all. So, second of all, I would have showed up at, like, 10 in the afternoon in sweatpants with Cheeto <laughs> dust all over me. <laughs> Hey, you called? <laughs> Been like uh, the guy from Office Space. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm late. I got here when I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, like, and then they get a fire. All right, just Isn't turn around and walk back out and go back yeah. to the couch. Like the most beautiful part of yeah, the most beautiful part of this whole thing is Bill Callahan, Pat's cousin, yep. um, <laughs> is taking over as the head coach. The last time he was the head coach of a team for an entire season was in Oakland. He was two and fourteen, so good things coming for the Washington football team. Yeah, Dan Snyder, you might as well just list the team on Craigslist because <laughs> anybody that's on there that has the money to buy it would do a far better job than you're doing there, bud. Did yeah, you hear dude. what his brother said? <laughs> yeah, John Gruden. It's <laughs> like, welcome to the club, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Me You'll and have another an OC guy at job. work thought that it was Gruden's. It, I thought Jay was John's son. No. John's son is a muscle-headed guy who's like a strength and conditioning coach for the mixed Derbyshire. What was your other dud since it was a non-player there? Um, It was the NFL and how they treated Mason Rudolph when he got his head taken off and the fact that they said he wanted to walk off under his own power. You hear what happened, right? The cart stopped working. Yeah, well, that's they, fine. But they're still they have a backup car. Well, the to NFL walk off. Why yeah, would the he NFL be allowed had to make a that decision? The NFL had a statement saying there was another cart available, but Mason Rudolph wanted to walk off under his own power. Dude, he was what looking at the no, ceiling <laughs> through like, a straw. <laughs> <laughs> looking, looking at my butt from the field through a straw. What? Dude, it almost looks like he yells right before the <laughs> helmet hits me. him on the chin. <laughs> It's like he's like, God, and then he's immediately out. <laughs> yeah, he was on, on Loopy Street for sure. They had to hold him up. Like That's never, like, one guy said something to him, and he said, nah, I'm good. I said, no, dude, you're not good. <laughs> you know you know how I know that? It's like, you look like you're walking on two sprigs of spaghetti. Like, <laughs> it's not good. You're looking at the bench, and I'm standing in yeah. front of you. It's, it's such a scary moment, though. Like, everything that the Steelers went through, the whole Ryan Shazier thing, and you see that happen again. Um, 
you're already on your backup quarterback, and now you go in third string. You see Juju's reaction? He, like, collapsed yeah. when he ran over there and saw he was out cold. Yeah, he was crying and everything. He fell backwards. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't blame him. That's a scary thing. And for similar, t- like you said, similar for situation over and over. Yeah, when I was in a in middle school, like watching it, you know, our uh, first string running backs' arm just get shattered when he planted his arm, and somebody's helmet came across it, and just bones sticking out of his arm. Like Some it's a, I mean, just those weird, you know, injuries. It's just like shit that you'll never forget. But just in the moment, it's just like, oh my frigging god, you can't help but just like want to throw up. You want to cry. You want to just not play football ever again. So. You know what made me gasp this week was when uh, Irv Smith Jr. went up and he got flipped over. I was like, <gasps> oh, yeah. and the whole crowd was like, oh, like collectively, because he almost landed on his head. Yeah. A lot of scary shit. A lot of scary hits <laughs> the last couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one was like right on his chin, too. Yeah. yeah. Good thing oh, he had yeah. that tiny chin strap there. Tiny chin strap. Was that an Elton John song? Yeah. Hold me close, oh, tiny chin strap. You said chiny. <laughs> chiny. <laughs> Whatever. We're all friends here. Um, uh, my my other dud was uh, Mr. Well, <laughs> Sean goes ahead and changes to Phil Lips River. Quarterback <laughs> uh, for children. the LA Chargers. Things aren't going well there. Melvin Gordon's back. He can't do shit. Austin Eckler caught 15 balls for 86 <laughs> yards. Now, when your running back is catching almost half of the passes that you're making, something's going on. Uh, congratulations. You gave Denver their first win in your home stadium. You threw for 211 yards on 32 completions. Just inexplicable with those two interceptions as well. Bad throws. I expected a lot more from the Chargers this year. And uh, Anthony Lynn was some pissed after that game. So we'll see if they can get it turned around. But the way that Phillip Rivers is playing right now, I don't, I can't believe in them at all. It seemed like they had it in all working the right way last year. And it just doesn't translate season to season, I guess. Well, That's clearly not folks. when we look at the Jaguars from two years ago. The who? The Jags when they almost went to the Super Bowl and then they oh, started with the Gardner Minshews. Okay. Yeah, I Gardner Mustaches. Know. Yeah, that's what I said. God bless you. Gesundheit. <laughs> hey, guess what? We made it through another one. And episode 53 is in the books, folks. 53, what is that, dad's age? Nope, he would be 54. All right, I'll say that next episode. Follow us at Joint Practices, at Joint Practices. I'm at 11 the Goat, 11 spelled out. Steven at Steven JPP. Nice. Soup. Busticky Steve Knox at the Knox says. Send us an email, jointpracticespod at gmail.com if you want to be on the show. You have to contact us. We don't pick you. Yeah, Elijah. I'm talking to you. Contact us. Elijah Wood? Friend of the show? Yeah. Elijah Wood what? Would be on. Uh, yeah, if he contacted us, he would be on. You are a toy! <laughs> oh, we watched Toy Story 4 today. Yeah? How many tissues you got left? Did you rate, review, and subscribe to it? No, but if you're listening to the podcast, you can. Um, try to think of something to say before Sean screws bean pot over me. <laughs> Listen, rate, review, 
subscribe to the pod so every single week it comes to you twice a week now um sean and steve came up with the idea to split it up so you don't have three and a half hours of sean saying redskins over and over i just said it make it a <laughs> oh. joke <laughs> you said redskis i heard it yeah have some brewskis watch the redskis and listen to joint practices <laughs> share it with your friends yeah if you're uh ever uh, on the old twitter bean pod <laughs> or you're on the bean pod uh, new app toilet. that Sean uh, created about 18 months ago, but just just now is on the App Store. So, um, yeah, if you use Twitter, just go ahead and uh, send us a tweet this week with the hashtag hashtag Come on Dak. It's kind of <laughs> like Come on Eileen. It's a little gross, I know, but we'll use it. All right, Jerry Jones, That's to let it. us know that you're listening. You know, Dak Prescott. He kind of gets a, a pass on a lot of things, and I don't understand it. I, I very much dislike how much uh, Kirk Cousins gets hated on. Sean and I were talking uh, earlier about, you know, it's really weird how the only time you ever get recognition nowadays is when you fuck something up. Oh, for sure. Yelp so exists for whenever bad Whenever Kirk Cousins has a, has a subpar game or the Vikings lose, he's an asshole. He has a great game, and everybody's like, eh, you know. Vikings are okay. Dak Prescott stinks on ice. All right. <laughs> to quote Rocket Power, he stinks on ice. Wiggity wiggity wiggity. But we'd, we'd like to hear from uh, anybody, Cowboys fans, talking to you. Come on, Dak. Bean pod. I mean, that's exactly Jerry Jones's words. So he even spelt out the way that we have it spelt on the screen. I'm not going to say it because apparently this is a family podcast. So, uh, yeah. Vikings uh, fly, baby. Go pack, go. Let's go, Vikings. Even what you about to do? Act. F- oh, get baked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I thought you were doing the ludicrous. Sorry. <laughs> we out. <laughs>